The Conservative Voice, a podcast that brings conservatives a voice in the overwhelming, loud media of today. Um, this is the first podcast of hopefully very, very many where we'll talk about the news, political news, things going on around the world, and just a place where fellow conservatives can find a place that the news is not obscured, skewed, and we'll go over the facts. Um, seeing that it is the first one, I guess I probably should introduce myself. Um, my name is Jonathan Hewitt. Um, I currently live in South Carolina, and as you can probably guess, I'm a conservative. Um, I didn't really know a bunch about politics or really care much about the news until after I got out of active duty. Um, I served in the Marine Corps for five years, and then I got out coming up to the Trump and Hillary election in 2016 and seeing the terrible, terrible things that happened in Benghazi and the corruption around the Clinton family. I said to myself that day I had to vote and that I needed to be involved in the politics of my country. So since that day, I've been studying, watching, and just trying to get an idea and then spreading the conservative conservative views to both my friends, family, trying to get people to understand that the path that the left and the current Democratic Party wishes to take us contradicts our American values and everything that we as Americans hold true as our foundation. So with that being said, obviously the big topic of today is the vice president debate that happened between Vice President Mike Pence and Vice President Candidate Senator Kamala Harris. Um, but first, I just want to mention the former police officer Derek Chauvin was released from jail today after posting a million dollar bond. Um, to me, I don't know if it's just the fact that the left has made it such a targeting point of both the riots in the cities and Antifa and BLM burning down our American cities that they set the bond so high. Murderers, rapists, thugs, people with less criminal, with a more in, more developed criminal record has um, gotten put on bond for a lot less. I don't feel or see that Derek Chauvin is a flight risk or that he poses some grave threat to the uh, public. We've all seen the autopsies and the contradicting information. Um, I think it'll be very interesting to see how the trial goes given those findings and if they're going to get a guilty conviction. I do not see that happening. Nevertheless, the left is absolutely outraged that he received bond at all, thinking that he just needs to stay in jail until his trial. So with that being said, we'll get on to the uh, debate. Um, I watched it last night live. I thought that it was a much better debate than the presidential debate we, we witnessed a week earlier. It was not full of yelling and arguing. And for the most part, they debated their policies and the differences in that policy. I will say that Mike Pence was very, very well-spoken. He spoke eloquently and was able to draw a very sharp contrast between the Biden and Harris administration and obviously the Trump-Pence administration. Um, the, I'll start that the New York Times today wrote a piece um, saying that Pence, and I quote, will have to defend a faltering response from the White House. I feel that this is um, very much untrue in that for the most part, the Trump administration has done what they needed to do despite Trump's obviously like character flaws 
to um, protect the American people against it. Pence went on to say how Trump, before even there was even five cases in America, Trump shut down travel to China incredibly early. One that Biden and those on the left side of the aisle criticized as xenophobic and being racist. That it has saved and provided multiple, sorry, that it provided valuable time in the fight against the coronavirus. That time also allowed the president to invoke the Defense Production Act, a tool that was created back in the 50s in response to the Korean War that allows industries and the government to have industries that do not traditionally create things to use their resources to create things in COVID's response, like ventilators, masks, PPE, things like that. Uh, Pence went on even further to attack Harris and Biden on his failed response to the H1N1. Um, even Biden's own chief of staff, like Pence said, Ron Klain, quoted that they did everything possibly wrong. I don't understand how we can say that there was a faltering response on the Trump administration and their response in COVID-19. Now, obviously, I think we can all agree that there has been some form of debacle, miscommunication within the White House Communication Committee, or the, the communication that the White House has had with the public, and obviously the contradicting opinions and views from obviously President Trump have not given much encouragement. Nonetheless, it does not refute the policies and the overall government action towards the fighting of the coronavirus. Pence slammed, slammed, and probably the best one-liner of the debate so far, he slammed Senator Kamala Harris and that you are entitled to your own opinions, not your own fact. This is so true. Often the Democrats and the left media take their opinions and their emotions and their feelings as facts, and that's just not true. And so pointing out that they're entitled to their opinions, but not entitled to their own facts is very, very, very true. Uh, later on in the debate, once again, Senator Kamala Harris refuses the answer to the question if her and Biden will pack the Supreme Court if Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed. I think I can answer this all for us and that the answer is a resounding yes. I think that it is even more so evident today where Biden was quoting Arizona, you'll know my position on packing the court after the election. What? How are, is the American people standing for this? Like this is, if this is not implicit enough that they're going to pack the court, dismantle the American way of life from the foundation up, I don't know what is. If they do not get their way, Biden is going to pack the court, increase the Supreme Court number from what it's been for almost the dawn of time in the American society, from nine Supreme Court justices up to however many to ensure that they can keep the Supreme Court. So the deal is, is that for decades now, the Democrats have used the Supreme Court as a extension of their legislature. If they're unable to get something passed in the House, they just turn to the Supreme Court to have it made into law that way. Roe v. Wade was that way and countless others. 
that is a pure violation of the checks and balances. We as Americans, we depend on the American government and the separation of the judicial, executive, and legislative branches that they will check and balance each other. A legislative branch using the judicial branch as an extension of their own legislation to ensure that they can pass their own laws is absolutely unacceptable. Now, it gets worse. And I don't know how I can say it even gets worse, but it does. And I'm angry. I'm very angry. And I'm not angry necessarily about what Harris talked about in their policies. Obviously, Democrats and Republicans will always disagree on their policies and what policies probably are the best for America. What I'm mad about is that a sitting senator of the United States of America, Senate, outright lied to the American people on live television. I will repeat, a, a sitting senator of the United States Senate openly lied to the American people on live television. So when they're talking about climate change, the topic of the Green New Deal comes up. And over and over again, Kamala defends Joe Biden, stating that he never backed the Green New Deal and that that he said that and that he never said that he would eliminate fracking. It's just untrue. Countless, countless, countless times on the campaign, Biden has been quoted stating that he was going to eliminate fracking. Stop fracking. And Senator Harris is immediately fact-checked by Pence and that the fact that she was one of the biggest sponsors of the Senate for the Green New Deal. Um, Senator Harris not only supported this economic failure of the Green New Deal, but on July 29th, 2019, along with the uh, revered AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, created a legislation known as the Climate Equity Act. Um, in short, the act was meant to help ensure passage and enforcement of the Green New Deal. Inside that um, legislation, Senator Harris is quoted saying, we need a Green New Deal based in climate and environmental justice. However, during the debate with Vice President Pence, she stated countless times that she did not back the Green New Deal. And even though it was on Biden's website stating that he backed it, she still, again, refused to accept the fact that she did sponsor the bill. Now, I don't understand. Let's say for whatever reason, the um, evidence has changed in climate change or that her opinion on the Green New Deal has changed since then. Why can you not just be open to the American people? I don't know about you guys all listening, but I would have a lot more respect for somebody if they were just open to the American people. Yes, I did back the Green New Deal. However, given the changes in evidence, my changes in my constituents' political, I'm sorry, political standing, and their standing against the Green New Deal, I have since changed the fact on my backing of the Green New Deal. I don't understand why that is so difficult. Instead, she just sits there and lies to the American people. Continuing on, we go to the violent topic. And I say violent because it has caused protests, riots, and burning of the American cities across the country, and that being police reform. The, the moderator, who I will say, even though Susan is um, a Democratic voter, I will say she did a much better job than Chris Wallace and 
the moderator of the debate. She never became a member of the debate. She never argued with either member. She asked the, she asked the questions. Even if she may have asked the question, I'm sorry, written the questions, and they may, may have been more left-leading or been harder questions for Biden to answer. I'm sorry, not Biden. Pence to answer. I think she did a very, very good job in moderating the debate. Um, with that being said, her opening question about police reform was obviously that about the tragedy of Taylor, um, Breonna Taylor's desk, death. And she asked if she believed that, I'm sorry, if Senator Harris believed that justice had been received by the Taylor family. Um, her response is indespicable. I'm sorry, is despicable. Um, she undermines a criminal justice system, which ironically enough is the same criminal justice system she used to prosecute, prosecute for. Um, Senator Harris says that they are fighting for equal justice under law. Excuse me, Senator. Um, did you forget the Civil Rights Act of 1960? Since that time, everyone's had equal justice under the law and been afforded the same rights as every other American in the nation. Um, once again, her lies and division and the hate that her and Biden sow by using the polarizing topic of race is ridiculous. Um, I think it's even funnier, honestly, in that uh, when asked how she was going to um, advocate and perform the justice reform, um, she says that she's going to start by expunging marijuana charges, that um, she's going to provide equal justice under the law for African Americans and minorities by expunging marijuana charges. Um, Pence once again slams her, slams her, facts checked her, and that while she was a prosecutor in California, more than 90% of the minor drug charges that she prosecuted were of African American and minorities. So I guess she's just going to uh, expunge the same marijuana charges that she prosecuted. Um, starting near the front of the debate, they talked about um, the economy. Obviously, that is a topic that has been discussed, especially seeing COVID-19's impact on it. And she wants, Kamala Harris once again lies to the American people. Like, I know I keep repeating that, but it is absolutely imperative that we as Americans understand that. I don't understand how people on the left just allow this to go unanswered for a sitting U.S. senator lying to the American people. Um, she states that the Trump tax law gives one gives tax breaks to the one per top one percent, um, which may be true. Now, anybody who understands economics, taxes, understand that if you overly tax the wealthy, they're just going to take their businesses to someplace that does not tax them as much and do their business there. What? Kamala Harris refuses to acknowledge is that under the tra tax code, which was the largest overhaul of the tax code in over 30 years, it more than doubled the standard deductions for both single and married families, therefore meaning that single and married, fi single and married filing single Americans have to pay less in taxes, which significantly increase the way of life for the middle class and blue collar worker. The 
Second point is that she stated that, in quote, day one under her and Biden, that they will repeal the Trump Tax Act and that the law that Trump enacted to help Americans cut taxes to the middle class working, to the manufacturing companies, to the Americans working day in and day out, working to support America's economy, manufacturing, and the lifeblood of the American people are going to pay more in taxes. When called out by Pence, she states, no, we're not going to raise the taxes. When she literally said in her two-minute speaking about it, that she's going to repeal the Tax Act day one. Um, I don't, in a lot of ways, I'm speechless. Even though that she did speak well and talk, well, sort of spoke well, I guess, she talked about policy. She never gave a valid plan. She, they made all these promises and never delivered on a plan. And the fact that she openly admits that she's going to raise the taxes for millions of working Americans is just going to plummet our economy. I, I have no other way to like... It's, it's mind-blowing. Um, so when we look at the debate overall, I think that Pence did very, very well. Um, he's a solid debater and he provided avenues and refuted the claims made by both Harris and Biden on the Trump administration. It wasn't a yelling match. It wasn't full of just name-calling and just outright nastiness. What impact do I think this is going to have? Um, I'm not sure. I think that if the American people will latch on to the fact that and listen to Pence and not the overwhelming left news, like the New York Times, CNN, all of those that just spew fecal matter about the Trump administration from their mouth. I think that it could be really well for the Trump administration. I think following going into next week's presidential debate, if Trump allows Biden to talk, Biden will bury himself. That it will be clear to the American people that the Biden-Harris administration is going to dismantle the American way of life. Um... Trump has often said that in his statements at the RNC that never in America has there been two conflicting ideologies in America. I don't think that an election has been this polarized since 1860s, since the election of Abraham Lincoln, which then led to the Emancipation Proclamation and set the foundation for the American value and that everyone has a place here. I think that if Trump takes a note out of Pence's playbook and speaks eloquently and doesn't scream, holler, and try to outshadow Joe Biden and puts the spotlight on him and forces him to answer the hard questions, then Pence's debate with Harris sets up a very, very good foundation for Trump to move on for, for the administration to move forward and secure the next four years for them.
in another note, it came in real late this afternoon, and I just want to take a moment to talk about it. The dreaded Nancy Pelosi um, and the less conquest to try and uh, out the President Trump from the office, which they've been trying to do since day one, has reached a new height. I find it very ironic that this comes hours after a very successful debate debate for the Trump and Biden administration. Pelosi released that they are going to have a conversation about the 25th Amendment. And they released a media advisory. I have it here and I'm just going to read it from you. Um, read it for you. Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Congressman Jamie Raskin, a Democrat from Maryland, will hold a press conference tomorrow, Friday, October 9th at 10.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in the Capitol Visitor Center to discuss the introduction of the Commission of Presidential Capacity to Discharge the Powers and Duties of Office Act. The legislation will create the Commission on the Presidential Capacity to Discharge the Powers and Duties of Office. The body and process called for in the 25th Amendment to the United States Constitution to enable Congress to ensure effective and uninterrupted leadership in the highest office in the executive branch of the government. In the performance last night, of the Harris and Pence debate that took the shroud off of the campaign of the left that they're worried Trump is going to have another four years. I think that it's very, 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 very scary that the Speaker of the House is talking about making a legislation specifically to back the 25th Amendment. Um... For those of you who do not know, the 25th Amendment is the amendment that provides um, the removal of president from office um, or his death or resignation and the sequence of who shall take office. So if anybody doesn't know, Nancy Pelosi is the third in line, third in line to the nuclear codes, third in line to running up our, our country. The radical left has the third place in becoming the president. And I think that that is very, very, very scary. So the 25th Amendment, Section 3, states that whenever the president transmits to the president pro tempore of the Senate and the Speaker of the House representative his written declaration that he is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, and until he transmits to them written Declaration to the contrary, such powers and duties shall be designated, discharged by the vice president as acting president. I don't think that this is needed. I think that in a place where maybe the mental capacity of the president is at jeopardy, or in a case of extreme physical disability or impairment to discharge his duties, then maybe. However, unless Joe Biden is the president, I do not see a single shred of evidence that this is true. So we'll have to stick around tomorrow. Um, check back in tomorrow. Another podcast will be live, and we'll figure out what exactly Nancy Pelosi and uh, Congress Jamie Raskin has to say about that. All right, everybody, that's going to be it for today. Make sure you check in tomorrow at the Conservative Vision to find out what's new in political news and what kind of craziness we're seeing across the political spectrum and around the world. If you don't already, make sure that you follow me on Twitter at The Conservative Vision. You can find me on Instagram at The Conservative Vision. And I'll see you all tomorrow.